0: Politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American Patriots and Minutemen to the One and Only CR podcast. This is your host, Daniel Horowitz, back in the house here on Thursday, June 24th. And we have a lot of ground to cover as always because we are looking forward skating to where the puck is headed, not to where it has been. Um, Always looking for a narrative, because you see, Republicans don't have one. Conservative, or the phony conservative movement, doesn't have one. You look at the most important issues of our time, it's really safety and security juxtaposed to liberty. COVID fascism, crime domestically, and illegal immigration. Because this is why we have a government, as we look towards Independence Day, and celebrate the Declaration of Independence, the principles of the Declaration were expressed in the preamble of the Constitution. What's it all about? Ensuring domestic tranquility, providing for the common defense, and securing the blessings of liberty. Yet we have a government that does the exact opposite, invades its own country with criminal aliens, lets criminals run loose, and then crushes our liberties up until and including our own bodies with masking and forced vaccination, violating the Nuremberg Code. That's what we have going on today. Do you hear a party opposing this? John Cornyn, the number two Republican in the Senate, he's working on amnesty with the Democrats. Maybe if we have time, we'll get to that. But I'm here to warn you that we... We, we have tailwinds to our backs on all three of those issues. We really do. We have the narrative. We just need players on the ground to push it. And again, if the governors in half the states did this, we'd have a different country. Crime, illegal immigration, and COVID fascism. And I hear from a lot of my friends, oh, you know, people are done with the COVID stuff. It, it, things are back to normal. First of all, where I live at least, even though you don't have to wear a mask, 90% of people do indoors. But aside from that, you don't realize they are already working on the Delta variant, the flu, RSV. They're talking about all this stuff. It's not speculation. And this time, they don't need to reinvent the wheel and start from nothing. They could turn that switch on in three seconds. We need to break the switch. Politically, legally, statutorily, in all the states we can. The Estonian Prime Minister, Kaja Kalos. This is a guy from Estonia, okay? He warned that what we have seen in this COVID crisis, this urge for a strong hand of an authoritarian way of governing, is deep in our societies, even in some countries you would never believe. That's a warning from the Estonian Prime Minister told that to the Financial Times in an interview this week. We have a lot of work to to be done, left to be done, and we're going to explain some of the lies they're using, cutting through it and what we can do, and then we'll try to move over to crime, Biden's speech on crime yesterday. Are Republicans going to allow Biden a tactical retreat on the issue of policing and crime when they could crush the Democrats single-handedly on that issue? So that and more coming up. Today's sponsor, amidst all the crime, you're going to need a We The People holster on your hip, whether it's inside the waist or outside the waist. Folks, the Second Amendment's meaningless if you don't have a proper holster to carry your gun. Starting at just 40 bucks, We The People holsters have custom-made, molded holsters that fit your firearm exactly. Thousands of options, including an amazing selection of printed holsters. I have some cool designs from them with the Gadsden flag, um, Declaration of Independence. Anyway, if you go to wethepeopleholsters.com slash CR, you could check out their tactical gun belts, which you're going to need as well. Also some cool t-shirts and hoodies um, to go along with that holster. Every holster and gun belt comes with a lifetime guarantee. Go to wethepeopleholsters.com slash CR. Get an additional $10 off with offer code CR, we the people slash CR. Don't allow that perfect firearm to go lonely. Make sure it is backed by the most safe and efficient gun belt and gun holster from our friends at We the People Holsters. Okay, folks. So you're hearing this business of the Delta variant. Yesterday, we had a terrific show with Dr. Peter McCullough. We really delved in to the vaccines, probably one of the best discussions out there on the internet, make sure you check it, it's show number 900, very easy to remember, today is 901, now, the reason why this is so important is because there's there's a trick, an illusion, an optical illusion that they're playing on you to try to get everyone scared all over again every time. You see, obviously we know that, The virus rises and falls based on seasonality and geography, okay? Now, how much it's going to spread in each new wave diminishes each time commensurate with the built-up herd immunity. So it's the degree of immunity, geography, seasonality. Nothing else you do is going to change that. Other than, as Dr. McCullough talked about yesterday, treating it early. And if you think there is spread going on, I tell vulnerable people to prophylax on things like hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. certainly making sure that their vitamins, their vitamin D, C, zinc levels are up to snuff. But what they're doing now is every time something, you know, you have in a given area a spread, which you're going to have especially with this you know modified synthetic virus that is very durable it is going to be endemic either until everyone gets it or it just attenuates to a cold so much that even if you had it already you could get a cold but then there's nothing to even talk about but now colds are pretext for authoritarianism and panic and control and big pharma but anyway, what they're doing is every time something is spread, they say, that's the this. I'll tell you why. We had it defeated, but that's this variant, the Kent variant, the South African variant, the Brazilian variant. And now all the people who are wrong on that, because in all the places where they said you're going to have it, cases plummeted, hospitalizations and deaths really plummeted. They're now being trotted up out to, out to say, now it's the Delta variant. It's going to get you. And what they'll do is they'll point to a place where it's spreading, and they'll name it after that place. Mind you, it spread there not because this is a new virulent strain. It keeps mutating. So the the strain is everywhere. It's just that's the place that didn't have much built-up immunity, and it was its time to spread, so it got its stuff. The other places got it bad before. But it's not because it's the Delta mutant But what they did is they they created this illusion that in India, it was worse than anywhere. When in fact, their death rate is one-seventh, that of the US and the UK. But they made it seem like it's worse. Why else are people dying there or nowhere else? And now the reason is because they barely had anything. And now it's traveling even further east. The final frontier is really the Far East Asian countries that really didn't get much, you know, cases are going up in a lot of places there. It has nothing to do with, oh, there's a new variant. You see, here it seems to be dormant, but there, there's a new variant, so now that's going to come back here and get us again. No. It's it's a matter of, if you have built up immunity, no variant is going to get you. If you don't, whatever is flowing at that time is going to get there. Now, I still do think that you know, East Asia does have this cross immunity that no matter how much the cases go up, their death rates are always going to be lower. And I think even in India, you, you see that. But everyone's going to get their turn. Everyone's going to get their turn. So what they're basically pushing now is shut up. They're, they're trying to stop reopenings. They're, they did it successfully in the UK. They're saying this is more fit. And travels everywhere could spread indoors, outdoors, wherever. And it's more deadly, which doesn't make any sense. And there's no evidence. And it might even escape immunity, certainly natural immunity, because they don't believe in that to begin with. But even the vaccine, this is why you need to get vaccinated, because the Delta variant, because it doesn't work against the vaccine. I mean, they say both at the same time. It doesn't The vaccine doesn't work against the Delta. So therefore, you have to get vaccinated. Okay. Of course, Fauci was quiet for a while and we thought we finally got rid of him, he became a liability, but he was trotted out and said the Delta variant is the greatest threat to the US. Of course, they said that about the Kent variant B117 and, you know, never were held accountable for that. So, if you notice there's something very interesting they did, and I want to make sure you guys are keenly aware of this observation. They used to name them after the geography you know, the the British variant, the, the Brazilian variant. But then what happened was, there were so many of them, it became a joke. Everyone started realizing, oh, you're just like, wherever it spreads in a given area, you say, every place has a variant. So what's the big deal? So that's why they smartly changed it to the Greek alphabet. Alpha, beta, gamma, and now delta. I guess alpha is the British, beta is the South African, gamma is the Brazilian. There's a couple others. So that, Implies more like a hierarchy of progression and severity, rather than just each re- region simply getting hit when it, you know its season and its turn is to to get it until it reaches herd immunity. So the delta is really bad, and what this allows them to do is to it, they get 24 bites at the apple. There's 24 letters in the Greek alphabet, so they could keep it going, and then then they'll say no, okay, delta wasn't much, but epsilon is really I mean that's that's gonna get you, and then in each one they now have a plus. So they already have Delta Plus. So they panicked over Delta, but then they're saying it's Delta Plus. So I guess that gives you 48 versions, 48 bytes at this apple to promote panic. The reality is, Public Health England put out data that contradicts this. They actually cultured 31,132 confirmed genetic sequencing of the Delta variant. Okay? Guess what they found? The case fatality rate among those is 0.1, the lowest of all the variants, much lower. Because remember, the fatality rate of the flu is 0.1 to 0.2. This is the CFR, not the IFR, right? These are confirmed cases. Remember we typically say that the number of real infections now, I mean, even, you know, originally it was 10 times more now with mass testing, maybe it's three to four times more, but there is a bias in the confirmation of more, you know, evidently symptomatic and even severe cases. Cause by definition, the ones that are mild sniffles, you have some sensation, maybe even asymptomatic, you know, it's, we, we are testing people and finding asymptomatic, but there's a lot we don't find. And, they're not going to be recorded. So the IFR is much lower. The CFR is 0.1. What this tells you is, is it's literally the flu. To the extent that this data is right, it's probably true that the Delta is more, um, it spreads more. But what that means is it's like a cold. And actually, there's reports in England, which is like 90% Delta now in circulation, that they're not getting COVID-like symptoms. It's more cold. Sniffles. That's what they're getting. And you don't even have the disadvantage of you know, spreading more quickly to more people, albeit milder, because you already have the built-up immunity. So yeah, I mean, there's places there. Scotland didn't get much. Northwest England is really where it's spreading. Um, they had lesser immunity. So it's filling in with whatever is going to circulate which now is the delta but it's certainly not more their data shows it is less and actually to the extent we've mentioned this before they say that oh therefore you have to get vaccinated the truth be told in their own data if you look at the death rate it's seven times higher among those vaccinated who have already who have already been vaccinated but got the delta Again, it's still a low percentage of breakthrough and it's a low percentage of death, but the deaths that were there per capita per confirmed case was about six to seven times higher. Now, again, there could be reasons for that. It could be a bias towards a sicker population that was vaccinated and and, and got reinfection. But the the point being that their data shows the exact opposite. The Delta is less virulent, much less, and In fact, if you want to make this a pretext to get vaccinated, the vaccinated seem to do worse. And there is a theory behind that, that their system is primed. So if you do, you know, maybe it does work for a lot of people. But if if you're someone that that the vaccine didn't work for, then it's a double-edged sword. Now your system is primed and, you know, your, your immune system goes haywire. So that is with that, folks. Now, they're they're trying to say that the Delta is the fittest. I'm not kidding you. It's a a headline. Um, In uh, CNBC, the Delta is the fastest and fittest. I guess it went to the gym. You know, it really works out. And speaking of workouts, for those of you that spent a year away from the gym and you're looking to get back into uh, rigorous workouts, there's so many of these protein pre-workout shakes uh, on the market, and it's so hard to know what to use. Well, I've solved your search today. You, you need no longer search for any other product but Gainful. Very excited to announce our new partnership with Gainful. The thing about them is that they have a personalized system where you go online to Gainful, and you go to gainful.com conservative, they give you a five-minute quiz, and and I did it. I think like three minutes. They consider your, you know, your obviously height, weight, your dietary needs, what sort of workout you do. Are you more cardio? Are you more weight oriented? Um, strength training, and they give you your own formula, and then they'll send that to you. They'll mail you your own personalized shake. Um, so they'll deliver to you with no shipping charge every month, once a month. And and you can cancel it at any time, so there's no, uh, you know, it's not like you have to be locked in for a year. Their products are formulated all by their on staff registered dietitians. Um, every gainful customer gets complimentary one on one access to your own registered dietitian, so you have that advantage. You could talk out, you know, speak with them about your your diet, your your workout. Um, they have very good quality control process, um, you know that. You know, allows you to understand what ingredients are in there along with zero artificial pl- flavors, colors, or sweeteners. Um, this is really good, folks. I am very excited about this product. Start your personalized fitness journey today with Gainful. But if you go to gainful.com slash conservative, you'll get an extra 20 bucks off your personalized sup- supplement. So again, go to gainful, gainfu um, com slash conservative, For 20 bucks off, gainful, personalized nutrition made for your tastes. All right, folks. So I just want to mention one more thing on the Delta. I forgot to mention that it has already been representing 75% of all COVID cases in the UK for about five weeks. And it's been over 50% of cases for like two months. And you could literally plot it on a graph. The hospitalizations worked inversely. They plummeted. So again, the fact that they're going up slightly now is not because the Delta, because if it would be the Delta and it was that virulent as they're saying, you would have seen that before. It's because like any place, England reached a temporary cessation. And when it does that, you get like a few months downtime. And then it starts again. And, that, and every time, the new wave is milder and milder because it's just more built-up immunity. Where is exactly the point where it will never go up again? That, that's still a question that we don't have answered, but none of what they're doing is stopping that. Okay, so, you know, it, it's not the vaccination levels. It's certainly not the masking and, and, and isolation. And it's not the variant. It's whatever variant is out there It's just going to keep going. That's the story there. And again, never forget, India has a 3.5% vaccination rate. And most studies now show 60 to 75% of the population got infected. So likely more people in India got infected than England. They have a one-seventh the death rate of England and 3.5% the vaccination rate. What does that tell you? Now, again, it doesn't mean, you know, there are other factors. It could be India, the blood type. People have talked about that. Um, Less obesity. Whatever it is, this this Asian cross-immunity theory of other coronaviruses, whatever it is, it could be that even if you played your cards the best you could in the Western countries, you would have always done worse. But the point is, none of what they're doing is helping. But this is the big lie. They're going to keep, the, the, there's another 20 letters left in that alphabet. They're going to keep pushing this. Which is why it's very important we really get the message out. We're going to have another special doctor on tomorrow to talk about ivermectin. Um, we really need to get the word out with early treatments. Because that's the way to break the fear. Otherwise, they're gonna. I'm telling you, they're going to keep bringing this back. And by the way, I just want to mention this thing about these variants. The big lie. Dr. Michael Yeadon, he put out a video at um, Planet Lockdown. He is a life science researcher. He's also the former VP and chief scientist of allergy and respiratory research at Pfizer. Okay, so, so this guy would know. Um, he, he talked about this whole nonsense that antibodies are everything. And he he made it clear that the T-cells are the real thing when it comes to these viruses. And he he noted, very interestingly, that we've known this for decades. We've known about T-cells for decades. They were clearly in my undergraduate textbooks. And we've known about their importance in defending you against respiratory viruses since probably the 1970s. It's quite normal for RNA viruses like SARS-CoV-2 when it replicates to make typographical errors. It's got a very good error detection, error correction system, so it doesn't make too many typos. But it does make some, and those are called variants. And in his view, it represents 0.3% of the virus. So in other words, if you get the virus, okay, you get the virus, um, and then there's a a variant – the T-cells are now staring at a, a pathogen entering the system that's 99.7% similar to the original. Interestingly, he noted that, remember we talked about the study, God, I mean, this was, what was this, last summer, last spring, we, we reported on this, the Singapore study, that noted that people who had recovered from SARS-1 18 years ago had cross-immunity from the T-cells against SARS-2, right? COVID. Okay, so so they're they're, they're trying to tell you that if you had COVID, somehow a variant could screw with you again, when meanwhile, the T-cell immunity worked from an entirely different virus. He, in in his view, he put that at 80% similarity. So he's saying SARS-CoV-2 is 80% similar to SARS-1, and it recognized it, so certainly it's going to recognize a 99.7% similar virus. And again, I would, I would note that goes for the vaccine too. I'm very skeptical about, uh, uh, about the vaccine efficacy. But if you subscribe to the premise that it will be very effective, what I don't subscribe to is that somehow the variants are going to change that equation. I, I, just, I just think that's nonsense. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. So that's that, that's that big lie, but they're using it. Now the next big lie is the flu and other respiratory viruses. I warned you about this. I warned you that once the threshold was so low, they're like, oh my God, this thing is, we've never seen anything like that. How dare you call it to the flu compared to the flu? You're a Holocaust denier. And now they're like, hey, this is crazy. We have RSV and the flu going everywhere. We're gonna die. We need more masks. Like what? So you're you and and again among children, children do get sick from this stuff. They don't get sick from COVID really, very minimally, if at all. But yet this is what we did to them. Destroyed a generation of children. There's a study out from the UK talking about like. A 50% increase in in kids on antidepressants. I'm sure it's true of the U.S. as well. So now, there's this article in um, WFAA out of Dallas warning about RSV circulating in infants and young children and toddlers that they're seeing people in the hospital with RSV. And they're going crazy saying, we've never seen a summer RSV. RSV is a winter Pathogen. And this is a doctor, okay? A doctor. Um, They are saying that cases began appearing as mask wearing and social distancing stopped. I'm not kidding you. They're mentally ill. Mentally ill. Who is this Dr. Khan here? Um, this guy they're quoting in this article, Jeffrey Kahn, chief of infectious diseases at children's health and and a professor of pediatrics at UT Southwestern Medical Center. Okay, this guy with all the, the whole resume there. He's mentally retarded. A fifth grader could figure this out. I'll know! I never thought. The summer spread of OSV. It must be the mask You idiot. If it were the masks that were masking it, and you take off the mask, how does the virus start circulating suddenly? You could say you'll have it back in the fall, but why would you have an out-of-season spread in the, in the summer? That's indicative of, no, it wasn't a, a human intervention. It was a natural... Viral interference holding it back. So once COVID went down, and when COVID went down is when they dropped the masking, but COVID went down first, it, it went up. In fact, if you look at the charts of any state, including Texas, and I'll try to do an article on this, the timing coincides perfectly like a seesaw, an inverse relationship with the drop of the COVID cases, which was before the drop of the mask mandate. Moreover, the idiot doesn't understand that the RSV problems, RSV and, and the flu and many other respiratory viruses, not all, not all of them were virally interfered with, but many of them, they, um, they were boxed out even in the places that never were wearing a mask, like in parts of Florida, parts of South Dakota, um, and, and Sweden. Sweden had no flu. Okay, Sweden really, more than anywhere in America, the uh, mask wearing rate according to the Carnegie Mellon poll was like 3-4%. They didn't have the flu. And likewise, on the way out of the virus, even including till now, where there still are places where they're all wearing a mask, mind you, where I live... You could talk about a mask mandate, but where I live indoors, often we're the only people not wearing a mask. So that is extremely unusual compared to any time in history. That should be making a big dent in it. According to them, it's not. It's spreading everywhere. Gee, what does that tell you? When the virus, COVID that is, went up, the other stuff went down. When COVID started being phased out, it's now the number 7th most common respiratory virus, for a year it was the most common, the other ones went up. It has nothing to do with what you did. It is something this obvious. I can't figure out whether these guys know this or they're so blindly bought into Malok and Baal and this pagan religion that it's become a religious faith that it just blinds them. Mentally ill. Anyone could see that. It's just truly unbelievable. And again, like, it doesn't make any sense. Also because it works for some and not others. So viral interference is a known theory that, you know, certain viruses interfere with other viruses, but not everyone. Whereas if the mask is blocking the particles, there's no reason to believe that rhinovirus, you know, I, I, I believe I'm right about this. I don't think the rhinovirus virons are smaller than coronavirus. Yet rhinovirus was not boxed out, but other coronaviruses like OC43 were boxed out. Okay? OC43 was boxed out. Now, if it's a masking thing, that makes no sense. If it's viral interference, it makes more sense that a coronavirus would be more likely to box out another coronavirus than a rhinovirus. So, my point being that they're not letting go of this. It's not even like it's over now and maybe it could come back in the future. It's not over with. So... We are not done with this fight. We need to push never-again legislation every state and county that we can. Now, then we have the other big story from yesterday, which is CDC openly violating the Nuremberg Code. Truly, truly disgusting. So it's the most unbelievable thing. They they finally met on... Um, you know, the emergency meeting for myocarditis among youngsters. And they came out and said that there's a strong association between, you know, within the 7 to 40 to 21 days of vaccination, particularly the second shot, and myocarditis. And they found it basically elevated levels for anyone under 50, but particularly under 30 and 25, and very much more pronounced for males than females. If you look at their own charts, you will see that you know because the background rate, you know, what is the background rate meaning the typical occurrence of myocarditis in a given time period for that age group. So they don't have an exact number, it's a range, but if you look at the age of um where is this? you know, late teens, early 20s that you know, college age kids, you look at that range, you know that it's up to 200 times more likely than the background rate. Anywhere from like 30 to 200 times more likely. Very strong association. And again, you've got to listen to Dr. Peter McCullough's presentation on my show yesterday He really explained why we're undercounting, why it's so obvious that so many of these things are not getting reported. It's so cumbersome to get a doctor who's willing to do this, both the timing, um, the political risk, the legal uh, jeopardy that they're in if if, if CDC doesn't like what they put out. This is the tip of the iceberg. So they put that out. So I expected to see a follow-up statement like, Hey, um, and therefore, we're pulling authorization for this. Nope. They come out and say the benefits outweigh the risks. (laughs) And uh, not only that, some people on the internet pointed out in one of their slides, I'm not kidding you, they have a recommendation for people for, let's say the kid gets myocarditis. So he suffers, you you take a 15-year-old, you give him the first dose, and you have a kid that is getting something that is less than the cold. And you're experimenting on him. And he gets a mild heart attack that we don't know that you could be taking a perfectly fine heart, even if he does recover, and ruining him and giving him, giving him some form of a weakened heart heart disease for the rest of his life. And, and this is where we are. unbelievable 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 there i can't believe this you got to see it you got to see it to believe it they say that you should make sure the heart is healed and then with the right guidance get the second shot they won't even back off They won't even back off from a kid that got myocarditis from the first shot, back off the second shot. That's how much of a religion leave no revenue behind for Big Pharma is. If the heart is recovered, you could consider proceeding with second dose under certain circumstances discussed with patient, guardian, and clinical team. The system gets what the system wants. Do you understand, historically, anything else like this that came out like this, it would have been pulled for all ages. Now we won't even pull it for youngsters, and not only won't pull it, we won't retreat from making it mandatory. In tons of colleges, it's mandatory. Can you imagine coming out with something like that, and not only not pulling it, but making it mandatory? The Nuremberg Code. Number one, the voluntary consent of a human subject is absolutely essential. The experiment should be such as to yield fruitful results for the good of society, unpro- unprocurable by other methods or means of study and not random and unnecessary. Experiments experiment should be so conducted as to avoid all unnecessary physical and mental suffering and injury. During the course of the experiment, the scientist in charge must be prepared to terminate the experiment at any stage if he has probable cause to believe in the exercise of good faith, superior skill, and careful judgment required of him that a continuation of the experiment is likely to result in injury, disability, or death to the experimental subject. And that was the whole point. You might have something that's promising. You know, let's say, man, it takes uh, you know, years to develop a vaccine, and we think we, we, we got it. But there's a big difference between being close and getting it. Man, we're so close, but you have problems. you got to go back to the drawing board. We all know it would have never been approved had they known this. But now they will never reverse course. That is a violation of the 10th point of the Nuremberg Code. So that's what we have there. But folks... Just how badly does the system get what they want? So on Monday, a bunch of people on the internet discovered, I don't know who the first one was. It wasn't myself. I just took it from other people. They discovered on the WHO's guidance page, they said very strongly, very blatantly, right? No ambiguity that children should not be vaccinated for the moment. There's not yet enough enough evidence on the use of vaccines against COVID-19 in children to make recommendations for children to be vaccinated against COVID-19. We were all joking that now that we discovered this, watch the WHO, then change it. Because we saw it with the the WHO policy on masking. Right? They said very clearly masking doesn't work. Healthy people shouldn't wear it. Um, They put this out last April. And even those countries that are doing it really need to study the harms, especially the children. And then we only saw they never studied it. And the only RCT that came out said it doesn't work from uh, Denmark. But they changed it. Remember the asymptomatic stuff? When they said asymptomatic um, spread is, quote, very rare. And a bunch of us started focusing on it and we mentioned it and bbc reported that they were they got political pressure to recant their position so guess what guess what they did the same thing on vaccinated children it took two days maybe even i think it was one day now their new guidance is very different Children and adolescents tend to have milder disease compared to adults. Yeah, that's a real understatement. So unless they are part of a group at a higher risk of severe COVID, it is less urgent to vaccinate them than older people. More evidence is needed on the use of different COVID vaccines to children to be able to make general recommendations. Then they add WHO's SAGE, Strategic Advisory Group of Experts, has concluded that Pfizer... Biotech vaccine is suitable for use by people age 12 and above. There you go. That's science. Science for you. I want you guys to think about this for a moment. We already know that unvaccinated children are less at risk than vaccinated young young adults and a hundred times less at risk than vaccinated 75-year-olds. Even if we believe Pfizer's data on efficacy. That's how not at risk they are from this virus. Then on top of that, those numbers I just mentioned to you factor in hospitalizations that CDC's own data admit that at least 45% are bogus. They're incidental. They have nothing to do with COVID. They're just, they test positive for COVID. They're there for, you know, a totally different ailment. Then on top of that, as of several months ago, as of March, over 40% of people ages 4 through 49 were already infected. Okay? So they're impervious. Half the children had it already. So there's certainly no benefit to them. The other half that didn't have it They are less at risk than a young adult vaccinated, even buying Pfizer's crap. There is no possible way by a mile to suggest that those receiving the shot clearly outweigh the risks. The benefits outweigh the risks. But our children are are now lab rats. Our lab rats to service this evil, evil agenda. So folks, this is not over. We need legislation to, for, for number one, we need to cease and desist on marketing vaccines. State health departments are not allowed to market them. Okay, even if even if you're too scared to fight at a state level to to counter the feds and ban them, but they should not be marketed and they cannot be mandatory. Yes, in private businesses. Yes, that violates the Nurburne code. And it's not private because again, you have taxpayer funds going towards marketing this so it's not the market dictating this we're not going to pay for the rope to hang ourselves with we have a heck of a fight still left on our hands again you can google my name and never again legislation if you want to see an outline of my ideas now of course i spent too much time on you know the first segment here where we went very long on the virus but I think, again, you'd agree that this is valuable information. But I did want to get back to the other issues of crime and illegal immigration mixed together. There's a very important New York Times article that I want you guys to check out if you have time. Staving off GOP attacks, Democrats show new urgency on crime. And they basically admit that Democrat, they see the play down the field that I see from our vantage point—that if we actually had a conservative party that would pursue them on the issue, that believed in Reagan's view on crime, we could own them. It's indefensible. The the whole reason they were able to get away with jailbreak was crime was still pretty low, and you know, over the last decade when when it started and when I was warning about it. But now, I mean, you can't miss it. It's everywhere. They're done. People want criminals locked up. So Biden. Because Republicans don't have a narrative, Biden is seeking to preemptively create a narrative. And he put out there to combat gun violence and violent crime, we're going to stem the flow of firearms, advance community policing, invest in evidence based community violence interventions, and expand summer programming and employment opportunities. Notice he doesn't mention the young Japan gorilla in the room, locking up the bad guys, prosecuting. I mean, even this stuff used to be universal. Even Democrats, DOJ working with local communities. I'm forgetting the name of the program. It, started, it was a pilot program in Richmond and they expanded it to basically have fed, federal prosecutors use federal firearm statutes to take the gun felons who are committing all the other crimes off, off the streets. This is a guy who says he hates guns so much, but he won't even mention trying to get tougher. Unlike repeat violent gun felons violating their parole and being released. That is the story of Chicago. That is the story of every major city. But he's able to get away with such mendacity because Republicans don't push that. Notice the Republicans. When they talk about this issue, I, I, I saw yesterday. We need to fund the police. So you know what? They realized defunding the police is a losing issue. Joe Biden actually got up there and said, you know, now is not the time to turn our back on law enforcement. He said that yesterday. He has no problem saying that. But folks, what is the good of funding law enforcement if all the people they arrest are turned loose by the dirtbag judges in the criminal justice system? Just like what good is having Border Patrol and ICE if they can't deter, turn back, arrest, and deport people? This is the joke. Republicans always jujitsu our energy into a false talking point. They're looking for a cheap talking point. Back to blue or uh, fund the don't defund the police. Fund the police. Like a cheap talking point at the expense of an enduring policy outcome. The linchpin here is the de-incarceration agenda. We need to take the bad guys And I would, if I were Republicans, I totally own the narrative. Gun felons. Take the gun felons off the streets. Imagine if tomorrow Republicans would have a bill creating ironclad mandatory minimums for various levels of gun felons. Dare Democrats to vote against it. You say... You're for red flagging people with no due process. He said, I think that guy looks kind of suspicious. We're going to take away his guns. Well, how about someone that freaking carjacked five people and, you know, had an attempted murder arrest with a gun and then he's paroled and violates it getting caught on the street in a gang war holding a gun. How about we red flag that guy? But you see, they don't want that. Because unlike in the 90s, the Democrats are now taken over by Twitter. This, this 5% radical group that doesn't believe in incarceration. Most people, including most Democrat voters, do. But this group does not. They cannot support anything that will lead to locking more people up. They are fully trapped And yet Republicans are allowing them a tactical retreat on this issue. It shocks me. Watch very carefully the way Republicans are running on this issue. Watch carefully. They might sound like they're tough on crime, but it's like useless talking points. And and meanwhile, a lot of them are continuing to push jailbreak. It's the same thing on immigration. You have Biden just announced he's reopening the cases of previously deported illegals under the migration uh uh protocols um what do you call it? MPP the return to Mexico policy tens of thousands of them are going to be flown back other countries criminals are going to be flown back he got rid of ICE's victims of illegal alien crime hotline and repurposed it for Illegal aliens who think they're victims. You can't make this stuff up. This is what he's doing. This is why he has no legitimacy. It violates the Declaration of Independence. It violates the purpose of government. Yet. Yet Republicans. Republicans are down for amnesty. John Cornyn. John Cornyn's out there pushing amnesty. Number two, Republican. This is from Breitbart In statements to Punchbowl News. Cornyn confirmed that he is hammering out the details of an expansive amnesty deal with Senate Majority Whip Dick Durbin that could give green cards and eventual citizenship to illegal aliens enrolled in the DACA program, those given temporary protected status, and illegal aliens who will work on farms. There we go. John Binder, Breitbart. This is what we have for Republicans. So, folks, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. But what I do know is that even the most extreme policies of the left, we don't have a Republican Party that will intrepidly unquestionably, unconditionally fight it. And in fact, usually, if you look under the covers, they're in bed with them promoting it. It's unbelievable. But this is where we are. Invade our own country with criminal aliens, let all the domestic criminals out of jail, prosecute people like Larvita McFarker for opening a business, and experiment on our children with stuff that they admit and know causes young people to have mild heart attacks and God knows what else. You tell me that's a legitimate government. You tell me we are not at a greater stage than our forefathers were at this time of year, 1776. You tell me why the Western elites are not just as bad as the Chai comms, North Korea, Al-Qaeda, Islamofascists, in their morals, their agenda, you tell me why. They are just as bad. I'm going to tell you something right here, right now. You know, the Chinese are saying, retorting against the Wuhan lab accusation that really it was an American lab, it was the U.S. military that created COVID. In the past, 100%, we would always say, yeah, those are the chai and whatever. We'd rally around our government. Now, at this juncture, I still think more of the evidence points to it being in Wuhan. But I'm just saying, I cannot rule that option out. <laughs> That's the sad thing. I wouldn't put it past them. Could be it didn't originate them. could be evidence that shows it didn't, but not because they somehow would never do that. Not because they're not evil, because they are. That's a whole nother thing, what has become of our military is such a travesty. They're having drag queen event at um Breitbart reports that Nellis Air Force Base is hosting the first ever drag queen show. Essential to the morale and readiness of the soldiers. They're basically segregating anyone who doesn't get the poison, make them wear masks on on base, but they can't wear their gun. Send them around the world to nation build. Give them horrible rules of engagement. Gender bend and social engineer all their way in there. Criminalize Christianity. Promote every licentious agenda possible. Folks, one of the big reasons why a lot of us you know, just didn't push secession and nat- – I, I, I don't even want to call it secession. It's really national divorce. Until now, it's because, you know, we didn't want to give up on America. And, and the military was a big part of that. There's something that we all own. There's nothing worth saving anymore. It's gone. You've got to start from scratch. Prove me wrong. This is why all of our strategic thinking needs to be towards how do we create that eventuality. Blue America and Red America, and I don't mean the elected red officials, because they're blue, the Republicans. But I mean the constituencies. They are like fire and water. They cannot coexist. During the Civil War, they disagreed fundamentally on one issue. We don't agree on anything. You look at what they want to do to our bodies with COVID fascism. You look at what they want to do displacing Americans with criminal aliens. And again, the two, the juxtaposition is very powerful because typically when you have an anarchy, crime everywhere, open borders, it's a very weak government. But no, that is coinciding with the strongest power play of government ever, the strongest tracking and tracing and mandating and masking. That demonstrates it's not about anarchy, it's about replacing us with them. The same government. That can't control the border, supposedly can't. That is dropping all the charges on all of the rioters in New York, Portland. They tracked down every human being within earshot of the Capitol on January sixth. The same people that drop charges on people beating cops during riots are pursuing charges against business owners even after the COVID restrictions are officially taken off. This is not by accident. This is not a weak government. The two-tiered system is done on purpose. They are replacing we the people with their chosen, and we just didn't make the cut. We are at a 1776 moment. The difference is... That we already have a government. It is a hundred million times more evil than anything King George ever did. Affects our lives much more than anything he ever did. Our moral justification for throwing off this tyrannical government is a hundred times greater. But the difference also is that we're not starting from scratch and we do have the federalist system, counties and states where we could utilize the doctrine of least magistrate. We could utilize the political climate of Democrats being in control at a federal level and being so unpopular in the red states, even even in some of the blue states now, on so many of the issues. And we could use our, you know, sometimes super majorities in these areas to force the Republicans there to convert or die, and even if they convert, still primary them. That's where it's at. Like I said tomorrow, like I, like I said yesterday, I mean, um, I, I've been a longtime friend of, of Ron DeSantis since he was running for Congress nine years ago or so. And, yeah, I, I can't think of anyone better to be president than him. But I will tell you, it won't matter. If you have the John Cornyn, Mitch McConnell, Kevin McCarthy, KIV, Governor of Alabama, Greg Abbott Republican Party... Greg Abbott, without a primary challenger that is not there's the stuff that you can do is within the margins. They control everything. But if we're able to get Iran DeSantis in every local and state position in the red areas of this country, particularly while the Democrats are president, because you always have more of a moral outrage, more of a political mandate when it's a lot harder when your guy is officially in the White House to do what we want to do. I'd say let them keep it. Let them keep Washington. I am telling you, don't write me off as crazy. This is very achievable, to have some gradual version of a national divorce. I challenge you to present me with another solution. I challenge you to show me how we could somehow change the country by winning a Congress and a president and and, and do what with it? You can't live with these people together. We're never going to control them. The least we can do is prevent them from controlling us, and that's going to require a national divorce. It's that simple. When you're dealing with people that violate every tenet of the Nuremberg Code, we're not dealing with liberals anymore. We are dealing with evil, evil, demented people Worse than the communists of yesteryear. Anyone who has a modicum of sanity in, the, in themselves knows this. And, and, and you don't even have to be a conservative. That's not even about conservative anymore. I don't even know what that term means. It's the system versus the subjects. And the system is just too strong to fight completely. We're not going to dislodge them. We have to self-separate. We at least have to evacuate from it. Madison's Design gave us that opportunity. We're going to discuss this more headed into July 4th. Tomorrow we're going to have a special guest on, as always. Sign up, ConstitutionAction.com to be one of my team leaders in uh, various states. We do have a faculty training in August. in Alabama, anyone who wants to come, um, we do have team leaders set up in Alabama. Very important. Alabama Republicans are the worst anywhere. Um, Alabama, West Virginia, Indiana. I need, I need an Indiana team leader. Let me know. Stay informed. Stay empowered. Stay armed. Till tomorrow. God bless you. And thank you for listening.